Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. This is Yaya. What's up? It's another edition of Dream Chasers Radio. And uh, we're here just, I mean, what a wonderful, wonderful day it is. Um, But I want to say uh, so much that my heart and my prayers go out to those who've lost their loved ones in my um, in Miami and that bridge collapse that that was uh, sad and uh, you know most respects to those who who uh, don't have a wonderful weekend to look forward to but um, you know everything happens for a reason at least I think it does but something like that you know hopefully whoever's responsible for the faulty bridge or whatever happened will be taken care of um, let's get the preliminaries out of the way. You are listening to us on 97.5 FM Real Community Radio as well as on Bomb Baby Radio. And that's 97.5 FM Real Community Radio in North Florida and also the Dream Chasers Network. We have a wonderful show for you today. Wonderful show. If you've ever felt like you, you've reached a point of leveling out, you can't seem to get past that point, you become stagnant, you know, we're going to go ahead and we're going to show you people that may have experienced this, but are still moving forward. So here we have our first guest, and I am so excited to welcome to the show. Hello, welcome, BK. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing. How you doing? I'm good, (laughs) y'all, y'all. It sounds like you're doing good. Tell us about yourself. Uh, Well, my name is BK Paystyle. I'm an artist on uh, Paystyle Records, Inc., and I'm the CEO of the record label. Mm, mm. So tell me, tell me, how did you get started? Oh, wow, that's a long story. But um, to make a long story longer, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I originally started began as a ghostwriter for um, mm. a rap group. Yeah, for a rap group, it was actually um, it was actually led by uh, one my sister, my sibling. Mm. Mm. And yeah, so you, so we you just, became a ghostwriter. Yeah, and, so and what I was is, ghost. You know, for, people, for people that don't know what a ghostwriter is, what is a ghostwriter? A ghostwriter is someone who helps uh, write lyrics or the entire song for for actual artists, performing artists. Mm. You mm. know, we, we they awesome. they usually work behind the scenes. They don't like to be um, in the limelight. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell us more about your journey. Um, starting from the beginning. I mean, where do you want to start? You know, everybody has a beginning, and I see that your beginning was a ghostwriter, and it was for a sibling. That must have been like really cool to kind of, you know, lend your hand to a sibling. Um, but you know, from like the moment that you decided that you wanted to be the artist. Oh um, well, the moment I decided to be the artist. Um, it kind of just unfolded, you know, it just kind of unfolded, you know, it was like a natural organic type of thing because the label that I was working for, they went out of business. So I was kind of, um, I had all these skills and I always had talent. Like I was in the talent shows when I was coming up 
And then uh, I was in Aretha Franklin video, just chose to be in Aretha Franklin video and a uh, proof oh. video from D12. So I was just around in the in, around the industry. So, um, and I can always, I always had the talent, so I just decided to take it on myself and start going out there. I recorded music and I just started doing shows and it just kind of took off from there. Mm-mm-mm. Now, you know, did you ever have that moment, though, that you felt like, man, I'm not getting anywhere. Man, I feel like I'm I'm spinning my wheels here. Yeah, well, um, I, I really didn't have that at first because, like I said, I was I began the game and with platinum recording artists. So as mm-hmm. I as I uh, matured and and that that era ended, yeah, we kind of had our downsides. And when we had our downside, it was pretty tough. But you know what? I had to buckle up and um, I had to get out there and just hustle harder. You know, I just hustled mm-hmm. harder. And, um, and you know, and made something out of nothing. That's basically how that went. You know, I did a lot of hand-to-hand, hand-to-hand uh, direct direct marketing with, with my um, artistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And congratulations on your uh, recent award for the video of the year, No Pain, by New York's own radio station, 91.8 FM. Uh, thank you, thank gracious. you, thank so- you. No problem, no problem. So you just, you started your own record label. Why did you do that? Oh wow, I was just I was just um from my previous experiences, uh I just I just witnessed how people take advantage of artists in the in the industry and I wanted to like it's it's uh the integrity about other people. I didn't like that. So I wanted to change mm-hmm. that. I wanted to make a difference and and have someone that that was a stand up person and was honest and stood behind their word and kept their word, you know. So I wanted to bring that into the business. That's what I want to bring to the music business, authenticity, you know, overall. Mhm. And tell me about your song No Pain. No Pain. Oh, okay. That's that's um it's a hit. You know, I'm on my way to New York uh this um actually in the morning um to debut it in um it's uh at a at a wine magazine release party. And um Ooh. Yeah, it's 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 a hit, you know. It's been keeping us working for about a year. Um that was the that was actually a track that I that I created while I was losing uh 40 pounds. So I was on Ooh. a fitness I was on a fitness diet and a fitness kick. And so I kind of took that momentum and that feeling that I was um that I was feeling and, and put it into my music. Mhm, mhm. Wow. Well, we're gonna go ahead and play that song. Here it is, BK. No pain. Being independent, we go through trials and tribulations, ups and downs. But at the end of the day, it all equivalates out to one thing: no pain, no gain. One, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. It's a brand new summer, I got a brand new number Digitals and scales, whips, triples and bells You wonder how we live and I feel we live as well Went to see Rihanna and took a trip to Vallejo But first we had to cop with the plug 
York and San Diego And then we had to stop at the club and let it K-go It's a spade by the K-flow I don't need a fit dickies, bitch, this my play clothes You could be a doctor or come from the street One thing we have in common is we all gotta eat It may be a bit brolic, I'm just speaking my conscience Cause these so-called psychopathics is making me vomit I'm so sick of these hypocritics, this and ebonics And turn around and teach the same thing back up in college one, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. One, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. One, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. One, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. A trick is no good. Yep, that's what they say. BK making hit music. Beats by Dre. They can't fuck with my click like Kanye. Every day I'm in the hood, all black like Trey. I'm the head of the household, the boy with the crossbow. Loaded up a magic and automatically unload. Watch it unfold. The story's untold. My letter to the editor, credit edit and next flow. My next flow, my next victim. This is pay style records, baby. Pay attention. We gave you time as money mixed from the beginning. And we winning. Independent, white linen, white drop, so much white, I might play for the white socks, out of sight is out of mind of the white cops, we on the block with green work and them white tops, one, two, three, no pain, no gain, no pain, no gain, one, two, three, no pain, no gain, no pain, no gain, one, two, three, no pain, no gain, I'm a hustler, baby. My woozle attack, and I don't get attached to nothing but my stacks and my strap. And I don't ever slack on nothing. I'm just speaking the facts. And if you can't face it, then pardon my back. How does he do it? His music committing voodoo. Confucius say BK is on the way. India Zuzu pushing the pedal, hot as the kettle. I gotta get my medal of honor. Your honor, medical marijuana. How else I'm gonna go to Ghana? Buy me some better suits. Change the weather with the plane. That's what Cheddar do. No pain, no gain. That's a better loop. I'm on my pedestal, looking for better moves. Float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. I rope the dope into the fifth like Muhammad Ali. Give him that hook first, followed by footwork. I'm greasy and it's easy in my pay style shirt. One, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. One, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. One, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. One, two, three. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Action from beginning to the end. I mean, wonderful. Wow. I can see see why it's a hit, man. You can see why it's a hit, huh? That's what's up. Hey, I'm glad. That's music to my ears. (laughs) So you're going to New York. You're going to debut your song. What what kind of energy do you feel today as, as you know that all the work that you put into this, is now coming, you know, and it's not a myth. It's there. It's there, man. It's it's great, man. It's awesome. You know, it's an amazing feeling. Like, 
it's just important to see the fruits of your labor. That always gives you more motivation and inspires me to, to move forward. Always. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, I, I have to say that a lot of people would say, you know, why didn't you give up when everything kind of went down? Why Why did you keep going? What What made you propel forward? Wow, I guess it's just something like, um, you know, it's all about willpower. Like, I just couldn't quit, you know. It's like I wouldn't be complete, you know. Sometimes you can't. You can't you can't quit until because you just feel like the job is un, undone. That's what I that's what I that's how I feel. I'm that type of person to where once I begin something, I just got to keep going through it until I see it all the way through. So, it was pretty much I just wasn't I just wasn't ready to I just wasn't ready to give up on it. And then next thing you know, the the the, the next second right around the corner, I just it just started happening for me. Wow, wow. Now, you know, most people don't experience this, but have you ever experienced someone tell you, you know, man, you should just, you know, cut your losses and just don't do it, you know? Oh, yeah, all the time, like, right, because, hmm, I couldn't hear you. What'd you say? What was that like for you in that moment? Was that a moment to propel you forward? Did it ever pull you back? Right, like I've just, um, I don't know if you have the record, but I have, I just released the record name, Hate. And um, it, it's uh, it's that's the course and that's the concept of it. It's, it goes, I let my haters be my motivators. So I kind of took that and and made another song. You know what I'm saying? And made another, <laughs> and made another hit. So, you know, you just kind of kind of use that negative energy and turn it into a positive because it no matter what you do, someone is always going to be telling you you can't do something. Always, mm-hmm. no matter how good you are at it, you can be. You can be the best in the world at it, but someone can see that and still try to just detour you from your goal, from you accomplishing your goal. So I just yeah. try to overturn that negative. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Let me ask you a question. There are many um, young rappers and older rappers, you know, of all ages, people that just, they have a dream. Okay. Yes. And you are where they want to be. You are where they want to be today. What would be the biggest thing that you said did not negate? Do not neglect doing this. This is a step that if you neglect doing this step, you won't make it. Do you have anything for them with that aspect in it? Yes, yes, yes. Being that I came straight up from the bottom, um, mm-hmm. I actually have two. I have two. Can I say two? Can I have two answers yes. for that question? Yes, okay, do. so my mm-hmm. first one is you, you know you got to work hard. And the second one is um, network. Never be, um, don't go into a situation thinking that someone owes you something just because you're talented. Mm -hmm. You know, still take that talent and use it to the best of your ability and and, and prove that you deserve what you're coming coming for. And Mm -hmm. um, that's really that's really what I would take with me. If I can start all over, I would take those two and, and use those for building blocks right there and just build my entire business off of those two morals right there. Mm, mm, mm. Now, I have one more question. You know, I'm full of questions. That's why I have a radio show. I just, I have oh, that's what's up. questions. I enjoy questions. I enjoy questions. <laughs> <laughs> now, the biggest thing for me is like, okay, when I was coming up, when I when I was singing and and I would look on the radio. I mean, not look on the radio. I would look on TV or I would look. I would listen to the radio, and 
it would be people on the on there that just couldn't. I mean, they just weren't good. Did ever did ever bother you that they just weren't good? Were you upset about that, or was that something like, oh, I just got to tip my music out there? Yeah, that actually that's exactly what it was. It was more, um, it was more so. I looked at it like, okay, um, wait till they get a load of me. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, they if they if they're feeling that way about that music, wait till they hear my music. You know, and I, I just mm-hmm. gotta keep, mm-hmm. I just gotta work harder and, and, and get it out here to more people quicker. You know, and more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how that makes me feel. That you know, that's a good way to feel because I know of a lot of people who feel you know like they've been cheated, and they go through that 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 whole cheating mentality, and they never really make it. And it, it discourages people. So congratulations on getting past that. Um, you know, I am so happy for you. So I, iTunes has your uh, No Pain single. Yes, iTunes. Where else can we find you on the Internet? Um, I'm pretty much everywhere. You know, I'm on iTunes. You can find me on Spotify, um, Amazon. And my, my this is the thing. I just um, recently signed a license and distribution deal with um Universal. So what they did was when when I when I when I got that deal, I actually released music under BK Paystyle. And that's just for mm-hmm. my that's just for my Universal catalog because the licensing it's a song licensing deal to where they just take a couple songs. And so under those songs I I changed my name to BK Paystyle. So that's my that's my new moniker. I have catalog on the internet, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes under BK, and then I have mm. catalog on Spotify, iTunes, all all over the place. Not international distribution under BK Paystyle. So. Well, congratulations on the signing. My gosh. Thank this you, thank wonderful. you, thank you, love. Thank you. It's, it's, yes, it's it feels it's, it's a good feeling. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I I totally agree with you. I'm feeling good for you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's um, what's up. it's one of those things where, you know, you work so hard as an artist, and all of a sudden, bang, there it is. Your hard work, your diligence, your music, here it is. One, you know, from the moment that you said, wait till they get a hold of me, wait till they listen to my music, to now li- they're listening to my music, oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. Like I feel like I've climbed climbed a a a, a big old mountain. <laughs> well, I know. And uh, you know, again, congratulations. Is there anyone that you want to give a shout out to? I just want to shout out to my Paystyle Records um Inc. family, um, my promoters, my team, everyone who helps me with social media, if they're listening, you know, I appreciate the help and appreciate the love and let's let's keep this thing moving forward. Definitely, definitely. BK, man, keep going. I'm watching you, man. <laughs> Thank you, Yaya. I love you. I hope you have me back sometime. I got you. You got you, you can come back anytime. Okay, that's what's up. All right, anytime. Bring your music with you. <laughs> I will, for <laughs> sure. I got to get y'all to play this uh, new record, Hate For Me. I got to get that up there to you. Definitely, definitely. I just say don't come empty-handed, all right? <laughs> I won't. I won't. Definitely not. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, congratulations again. And I look forward to just seeing you out there, and you know, and 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 being on the awards and getting that Grammy, man. Just go get it. That's what's up. Thank you for having me.
No problem. All right, until next time. All right, appreciate it. See you later. All right, see you later. Bye. Oh, wow. I am so happy for BK. You know, when you're uh, trying to achieve something, when you're going for something, when, when all the fruits of your labor comes to a plateau and you see it and it's boom, there it is. My goodness, what a feeling. What a feeling of action. What a feeling of gratitude. What a feeling of accomplishment. I am just over overjoyed, overjoyed for BK and BK PayStyle, whichever one, but you can go ahead and find him, like you said, like he said, on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and he just uh, did his, his deal with uh, Universal. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to hearing more about um, the debut in New York City. And um, wow, wow. So I have a few uh, suggestions for all you guys. I've had some people come up to me and they say, you know, how do you start a podcast? And and why are you still on Blog Talk? Goodness gracious, isn't Blog Talk like, you know, something that's kind of like, you know, gone? It's not good anymore? Well, let me tell you. The reason I'm on Blog Talk and I'm still on Blog Talk is the ease of it all. It's very simple for me to go ahead and, and have my guests call on my phone and have me, you know, do my, my interviews on the phone. I also do my interviews uh, pre-recorded sometimes. Um, sometimes I have them on, on Skype. Sometimes I have them different ways. Sometimes I bring them into the station to do it, and if it's a local, uh, you know, artist or, or anything like that. Look, it's whatever it is. However I can get it done, that's how it's going to get done. And and it's just it's amazing to me that people would think that one plateau would be obsolete when it still works. And so here it is. It's still working. And the biggest thing about it is I love it because as soon as this broadcast is done, it gets sent out automatically to iTunes. It gets sent out to all my other pages. I mean, I can't go through all that. Google Play, all that, you know, TuneIn, all that stuff. And I love it. I absolutely love I love the ease of it all. I finished my, my show. I've uh, got my, you know, my instant uh, branches already in works. And so that's why I'm still on Blog Talk. But I'm not only on Blog Talk, but all the episodes. I got over 300 episodes on Blog Talk. And, and to me, that's where I started. And until it doesn't work anymore, guess what's going to happen, guys? I'm going to be on Block Talk. So uh, over 300 episodes I started many years ago. And when I started, I did. I started with Block Talk. And so it's it's wonderful uh, to to continue on the platform that you were in, uh, you know, when you start. To me, that's, that's a beautiful thing. And people can always find me here. Um, I know I explained in the last, uh, interview in the last show that I had why I don't have a regular schedule. Now, that is not something that most people recommend. They say you should be at this time, at this day, every single day, every single time you air it or whatever. Well, I'm going to let you know that you can grab my show anytime you wish. It doesn't have to be on the days I air. Um, you don't even have to know when I'm airing. However, if you want to know where I'm at, when I'm airing, if you want to be uh, on a schedule, 
you can go ahead and grab my shows on Bomb Baby Radio Network. You can go ahead and look them up on uh, Facebook. And I am on their show religiously, all right? Uh, I believe it's every Sunday at 7, but I think we changed the hours. But it is up there. Now, you may get older older shows, but that's okay. But if you like this, go ahead and tune in to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dream Chasers Radio and, you know, listen to it on your own time, you know, on your own time. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and go through this link that I have here, the top five reasons to pursue your dreams. You know, it was a a blog that I uh, made, and it's on my yayadiamond.com page on the blog, and it says five reasons to pursue your dream. And, you know, number five is that everyone tells you it isn't possible. Well, don't let this discourage you because, like like BK said, you know, you should put the fire underneath you to move forward. Most people who say it is not possible are these they, themselves discouraged and want you to join them as they are not to be lonely in their situation, you know. Uh, number four, it is always on your mind. You can't get off of your mind. It's something that you really want, something that you you just can't imagine yourself not doing. And like BK said, it's like you just can't get it off your mind. Number three, life seems empty without it. Of course, if you can't get it off your mind, then obviously it's something that you're not doing. And, and if you find yourself living your days just dreaming about it and the regret sets in for not doing it. Number two, you can see yourself living that dream. You can see yourself living the, the, the moment where you become successful at this and, and you just have to do it. It is just something that consumes you. And number one, you've written it down. Once you've written your goals down, once you have accomplished that and, and you know that that is just something you have to do, you have to do it. You've written it down. you got your dream board and, and you've got it on your dream, your dream board and looking at it and bang there it is. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna confess to you today. Last week an item on my dream board came true. To the T. It was the exact same thing. I I'm not gonna go into details about what it was, but I am gonna let you know that dream boards work. You know, if you have a, a, a board, you put get a get a a wall, get a mirror, something that you can put up what you want to do, uh, you, you know, pictures of things that you want in life and, and just things that you, that you want to focus on. Get yourself a board or a place that you can see every day and look at it and, and, and be consumed with it to the point where you're like your whole goal is to go towards whatever it is that you put on your dream board to accomplish. That one thing that came to pass for me this past week on my dream board was amazing. It was it was the exact. I'm not telling you like it was, you know, it was in the vicinity, was similar. It was no, 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 no. It was and it's amazing to me that it even came to came to pass. I I never knew <clears throat> that having a dream board, putting it down, writing everything down and then all of a sudden, because I'm seeing it all the time, I, you know, you kind of propel t- towards it. You work towards those goals. It's the exact same thing I was looking for. It is my dream 
thing that came true last week. So I want to let you know that it is possible, and it does take time. I've had that up on my dream board for at least two years, and now and I, what I did was feel very accomplished. I feel very good about it, and I know I'm, in, I'm, in the, I'm going in the right direction here, and I think you can do it too. I think it's something you can really do. I think it's something that you can really be uh, fulfilled with and also have that sense of accomplishment like I do. I really think that you and I can accomplish our dreams, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. And so I'm going to go ahead and go to my next guest. I want to say welcome to the show. Is this Mr. Jeff Hall? It is, yes. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Mr. Hall, I have to say, I I, want to go into this whole thing of being the CEO of Overflow Cafe. But not only that, you have helped to build 14 orphanages worldwide. My gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I actually I hang out with people who uh, who've actually done more. So they're the ones who've inspired me to, uh, you know, I I know people who've done a lot more than 14. So I feel like I'm playing catch up uh, in a way. Mm -hmm. Now, tell me, tell me about yourself. Tell me about Overflow and, and how you got started and, you know, and surrounding yourself with people who have done more. Yeah. Um, well, I'm 38 years old. I was born in South America. Uh, I live in Toronto, Canada now. And um, basically, I grew up in a, in a very poor household. And um, when I was around seven, I started working, if not earlier, uh, doing door-to-door sales. And basically, by the time I was about 15 years old, uh, we had some kind of family situation where I don't remember exactly, but I think it was rent was coming up due, um, and it was a real large payment. It was like several payments uh, that were due where we were going to be evicted. And so um, uh, my my buddy and I, uh, Steve, we had done some other little uh, business projects together, and we had worked together in the past. And and uh, I said, you know what? I have a real skill with computers. Uh, why don't we just do something, co- you know, that deals with computers? And so we started something up, and uh, we just got as many clients as we could. And back then, we did website design, and then we would make the website popular so that people could get customers. And one of my very first um, uh, customers was this uh, kung fu instructor in Mississauga, and I said, "Look, let me let me help you. Uh, I'll drive a whole bunch of brand new students to your school." And the internet was so brand new back then. I don't know if you remember how how simple it was back oh, in '95, yeah. but um, uh, it, it worked. Up. It actually, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's we no didn't have you know so many pictures. It was mostly text, and. Um, mm-hmm. I call it the good old days, actually. People were nice back then. But um, uh, it worked. It worked really well, and then word of mouth spread. And so we had a lot of customers that sort of knew me personally, and they signed up. And I don't even remember what we charged back then. But um, uh, as time went on, we stopped designing websites, and we only do this one thing uh, where we make websites popular. So if you have a website, 
uh, and you sell a product or a service, um, check out overflowcafe.com. It might be mm-hmm. of great value to you. You could get some. You get a free SEO report uh, on yourself and on your uh, on your major competitors as well, and it'll give you some tremendous knowledge. Uh, and if you want to sign up, and I'll make your website rank number one in search engines, go ahead and do that too. But um, yeah, I've been doing mm. that since 19, 1995. And uh, mm-hmm. what happened in uh, the year, uh, I think it was like 1999 or the year 2000, I was in church. Uh, it was like a, a Sunday night uh, church service. And this missionary from the Ukraine came over. He had been uh, building an orphanage. He had built orphanages all over the world. And he was building uh, an orphanage in the Ukraine, and he showed us photographs uh, of the children and so on. And um, it was—it really touched me because I understood um, their plight of just not having enough food and not having resources and having to struggle uh, to survive. And I said, "Well, wow, you know, these people all the way, a whole other country, and maybe I can do something." So I started with that. I helped him do that, mm-hmm. and then I had I met some people uh, who were born in Rwanda, and they live in Canada, and they said, you know, they want to go back to Rwanda. They go to Rwanda almost every year for the entire summer, and they just work on building orphanages there. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with the story, but there was a huge genocide there back in the 90s. They actually escaped yeah. that genocide. And um, oh so... God. Yeah, so we, um, uh, I basically helped to finance a bunch of orphanages there, and those ones are are really interesting because there's no electricity, there's no running water, it's just a very, very, very simple uh, building, it's like one room basically, um, and they get a, a house mother and father to take care of as many children as possible, and the need is incredible. I've done a project in South Sudan, Peru, um, Mexico, and I just want to—I want to do a couple more before I uh, scratch this off my to-do list. And I'll keep doing other projects mm-hmm. as well. I'm involved in water projects and, and uh, child rescue and stuff like that in Cambodia. Um, but um, it, it's always an adventure because, you know, in the in the Ukraine they have plumbing and electricity and modern conveniences, they've got internet now. And then in, right. in somewhere like, like South Sudan or Rwanda, it's total, it's the total opposite. You know, it's, um, it's just c- the complete opposite. And so, um, but the, the incredible thing is the children, they're actually, you know, they, they're smiling, they're healthy, they're happy. Uh, they get medical care, they get education. Um, we write to them, we send them photographs and letters and, all this, we send the presents, of course, and um, it, it's really incredible. The ones from the Ukraine, they've now grown up, like the first round, um, and so they've grown up, and they are now in turn running the orphanage there, um, and they do it for free. Like they, you know, these people work, and then they do this other stuff uh, for free. There's no cost, so the cost to me is extremely low because you're not paying, like paying forever. You know, you're just paying to set something up, and then the people are so passionate about helping other people that, you know, they take on that mm-hmm. burden. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. Now, you know, 
it is said for something to surround yourself with people who are much much more accomplished than you, and you yourself will rise to the occasion. When you did this, when you found these people, what was it like for you? Was it like one of those, oh, my gosh, I am so behind, uh, I need to catch up, or was it like, oh, my gosh, I could never catch up with these people? Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> It's funny. I thought I was a good person until I met people who were a lot better than me, and so yeah. and so I, I just I felt like wow, you guys are operating uh, on a on a whole other level. Uh, I met this guy who was um, here here in Toronto. Actually, he was earning uh, about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. This was back in like the early early two thousand year two thousand two thousand one. And um, and he decided to just give it up to go become a missionary, and he and he travels. Uh, I think he's in China right now, and um, he's just like helping so many people more so than if he kept his job and just gave all the money away. Uh, it's incredible mm-hmm. what you can do when you're just like crazy passionate about one thing, and you let that one thing consume your whole life. Um, you could just really achieve something. And this is, you know, it applies for business. It applies for your personal life. And um, mm-hmm. so I just hang out with people who they're always trying to take things to the next level. And even, I, I, you know, when I'm like, oh, I'll do a couple more orphanages and then I'll scratch it off my list. I say that, but originally I was just going to do one and then I was going to do two, then I was going to do five, then I was going to do ten. And so who knows? Who really knows? Uh, I feel I feel yeah. exhausted right now, <laughs> but um, you know who knows? Maybe in a year or two, uh, I'll have a fresh energy, and I'll I'll want to keep going and and doing some stuff. So, yeah, I wanted to go to uh, wanted to go to South Africa next year, um, and um, I wanted to go to Nigeria. There were a couple other places I wanted to go, and every time I go somewhere. It just uh, it just lights a fire inside of me to try mm-hmm. a new project, and I know this guy who uh, he does uh, like water projects. He's a water engineer, so he goes to places uh, all over the world where there's uh, you know they don't have water, where they don't have clean water uh, to drink and and so on for farming, and he just sets up these systems within a matter of months that are so they're scientific, so they're modern, but they're very simple. So people who have no background, no training, he'll train them and he'll say, here's how you maintain this. If this breaks, here's how you fix it. And, and, and entire villages are transformed. And so you think of like wow. a, a, a totally like a desert land that turns into an oasis within just a matter of months or years because we're bringing in people, we're bringing in water, we're bringing in medicine, education, and 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 all this stuff and it's really neat um you know really neat and i i'm glad that i'm able to participate uh at whatever level i'm able to participate in it's a it's a nice thing it's a blessing for me wow let me ask you a question because today is a show about getting past the plateau have you ever felt like you know you've reached a plateau and and nothing seems to be happening and there's no matter what you you're doing it just seems like there's nothing all the time, all mm. the time, yeah, all the time. There's so many things that 
you know, especially when um, you, I have high hopes and I think, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it all I've got, uh, a certain project, and then I go for it. And maybe for the first little while there's momentum and then nothing, you know, it just, it doesn't happen. It just stops or, or worse, things start going backwards. You know, I, um, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I was really skinny because we didn't have a lot of food. Uh, the upside mm-hmm. to that was I had abs. <laughs> I had abs, so they called me Mr. Abs in high school. And uh, I, I dropped out when I was 15 to work, you know, going back to that other story. Uh, the business took off, and right. we needed the money. And so I, I ended up dropping out. I thought it would be temporary. It ended up being permanent. Um, but um, uh, what ended up happening now, like uh, now I have lots of food. And my stomach, there's no abs anymore. Let me put it that way. And so um, yeah, I'm, try, I, I'm like, let me go back to the gym. I'm going to start working out. I'm going to eat salads and soups and stuff like that. And I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll lose like four or five inches off my waist. And then it, I'm doing great and it just stops. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm mm-hmm. doing all the right stuff. What's going on? I, it's mm-hmm. not like I can eat less. You know, you can only eat right. so much, uh, so much broccoli, you know, and, uh, and I'm like, wow, I'm, I remember I had a, uh, I'd made some real progress and then I was eating like a, a, a can of tomato soup for dinner and that would be my whole dinner and it was working for a while. And then I started gaining the weight back and I'm thinking, well, what do I eat? A half a can of soup? I'm going to die. Um, there've been work projects. Yeah, there have been work projects where, uh, you know, I'll set a goal, and I think it's a realistic goal. I'll sit down with my accountant. I'll sit down with the bank, and they'll say, yeah, this is very realistic, and then I'll I'll go for it. I'll get halfway there or a third of the way there, and then it's just the pro- the, the progress just stops. And, uh, you know, there have been times where I'll walk away. I'll say, okay, look, uh, I'm willing to put – $25,000 into this project. If I don't reach this milestone within 100 days, I'm going to have to walk away. It's great motivation for me and my team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah. sad when, you know, if I ever have to walk away, uh, it's really yeah. sad. Um, and then other times, you know, I'm real hard headed. So I like to keep pushing and pushing, uh, get past that plateau. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so, um, uh, you know, I've lost a lot of hair trying to get past certain plateaus. And sometimes it works out real well for me, and other times it's it's just a complete bust. But um, I take it all in stride. And I, the main thing is I, I feel like if I tried my best and I did everything, you know, I make a list. Uh, okay, here's what I'm going to do to reach this goal. Once I've scratched everything off that list, if I've run out of ideas uh, or money for that project, I have no choice but to walk away. You know, I really right. have no choice. I don't know if that answers your question. I'm sorry for rambling on. It actually does. It does, actually, because everyone has a, a system as to what they need to be doing and, and how they need to accomplish things. And then getting to a plateau, it's just inevitable, I believe. Uh, everyone reaches one, and, and getting either past it or understanding that that wasn't what you're supposed to be doing in the first place and you just have to walk away from it, um, that's something that, you know, most people need to hear. And that's why yeah. I asked. That's a great yeah. answer. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Now let's talk yeah. about Overflow Cafe. Tell us about that. Yeah, so these days we only do one thing. We make websites popular. So it 
it's such a, a simple service. We've got about 17 nerds, me being the biggest one. Um, and basically, mm-hmm. when somebody starts a business, uh, whether it be a barbershop or a dentist's office or you're an electrician or, or a music producer, anything like that, you have your website and whatever stage it's at, you know, maybe it's brand new, it's really, it's the rough copy or whatever, you need to start making that website popular. The reason being you have competitors, whether you'll admit it or not. And a lot of people go into this uh, internet world very naive. They think, well, my idea is great, and I've got a great business name and a great idea. Well, guess what? The internet doesn't know that. The internet doesn't know you. And so that's where Overflow Cafe comes in. We let the internet know. So we make your website popular. And we do... We we do about 150 things, so it's it's impossible to list them all. But basically, we mm-hmm. start off by making sure that you have the best website out there, that it scores better in Google than your competitors. Uh, we'll actually show you who your competitors are and what they score in Google compared to what you score in Google, how many backlinks you've got versus how many they have. And we will actually build backlinks for you so that there's lots and lots of websites related to your business that are pointing to you and sending traffic to you. Um, And we just make sure everything is secure, that you've got great keywords on your website, great content on your website. Um, So what ends up happening, we tell people, there's no contract, you can cancel anytime. It's 29 bucks a month. Um, But basically... Yeah, it's it's a pretty reasonable price for small businesses. And basically, we tell people, we, we would like for you to stay 12 months so that you can see the full effect um, of what mm-hmm. we can do for you. And usually within that time, we will get you from wherever you are, which is usually nowhere in sight, all the way to page one for all of your important keywords. So whatever your product or service is, um, we aim to get you number one by month 12, which means you're getting all the traffic from people who are searching. People are visiting. They're landing on your website. They're not just landing and then going away. They're reading your website. They're looking at your prices. They're looking, They're reading it from top to bottom. And then hopefully they're doing business with you. So we, we help to make sure that your website is very user-friendly so people will stay there and that, and that they will hopefully uh, make a transaction with you and that you'll make money and if you make money, then you stay with us. You know, if you don't, if mm-hmm. your business doesn't succeed, neither does ours, because then you won't, you won't stay right. with us. So um, mm-hmm. we keep you pro- uh, protected from viruses and malware and hacking attempts and so on. If your website ever goes down, uh, you know, we'll we'll proactively contact your host while you're sleeping. We'll contact your host and we'll get your website back up and running. That's one of the favorite services, actually, that our clients Mm -hmm. uh, enjoy. A lot of people don't know that their websites go down all the time. And your web host, Mm -hmm. they don't always know. And so it takes someone like us to monitor and then to contact your web host and get get a solution in place. And so um, it's just a really well-rounded situation when you sign up with us. We save our clients on average, you know, it's different for every client, but on average about 120 hours a month is what it would take you to uh, do an audit of your website, protect your website, 
to get yourself listed in over a thousand different places, backlink opportunities. We get you about a hundred every month. It's 120 hours for $29. It's a great trade-off. You go and you uh, you sign up, and then you go and you focus on your business. You know, you focus on, uh, on on other things. You know, building your product, building your service, servicing your clients. And our focus is just one thing: making your website popular, so that people, your potential customers, they're going to find you. They're going to find you first, and they're going to find you more often. So you're going to be the brand that people know and that people remember instead of your competitors. Mm, mm, yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, does it, do you specialize in a specific kind of business or is it any business? Can it be music? Can it be uh, another company like yours? I mean, does it, does it have to be a specific business or can you do this for everyone? Unfortunately, it doesn't work for everyone. Um, we have a failure rate. Uh, we have a very low failure rate for the industry. I think it's about 6%. Um, it doesn't work for 6% of the websites out there. So what we tell everyone is that if you sell a product or a service um, to a local audience, so to a city or a bunch of cities, those people usually get to number one extraordinarily fast, usually just a, mm-hmm. a couple months, think, think four months to six months. Um, if, you sell, if you do a service, uh, like you offer a service, you'll get to that number one spot a lot faster uh, than if you sell a product. Now, if you sell something um, statewide, it's going to take longer, we tell you, about a year. If you sell something nationwide, like you're shipping some like widgets, you build something, you know, you you design mm-hmm. something and you you ship it nationwide. And let's let's say a year and a half. The customers that we can't really work well with are people who they want to dominate the entire world and they want to start there. Um, I'll tell you a funny story if you have time. Um, we had yeah, we had these uh, these two clients. Uh, this wasn't that long ago, and basically they both sold uh, this. It's it's a water filter that you attach to your pipe, and I guess they both. Um, I, I don't know what their deal was if they were business partners who just uh, had a disagreement, but they ended up split. You know, parting ways. They both ended up with a website, and they both ended up coming to us. And one said, you know, he wants to rank worldwide for the keyword water. And I said, sir, that is a terrible idea. First of all, you don't even ship this product worldwide. You only ship it within America. Secondly, um, your potential customers aren't going to Google and typing in water. Very few people go to Google and type water. Uh, they'll type in mm-hmm. water filter, best water filter, best water filter for my kitchen, you know, stuff along those lines. And so I gave him a list of keywords, I said, these are the keywords you want to rank for. Look how many people are searching. It's hundreds of thousands. You're going to make a fortune when we rank you. Number one, he's like, no, 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 no. I want to rank all over the world for water. I said, okay, sir, it's going to, we can't even do it. But even if we could do it, you're talking about five years or more. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I said, okay. The other guy, I gave him the same speech. I said, sir, how about this? Let's 
here's a list of great keywords that are going to make you actual money. See, we need our clients to make money so that they can pay us the $29 and stay with us. If you don't make money, we don't make money. So he listened. He listened to everything I said. And instead of wanting to rank worldwide, I said, let's just start with your state. And we're going to dominate your state. And once we've dominated your state and you own it, then we'll go on and we'll do the state next door. And we'll do the state to the east of you and to the south and to the north of you. Once we've dominated all those states, then we'll work on the United States of America. And he said, yeah, that sounds great. Well, you know what? It took us less than six months to get him dominating his city. Within the year, he was dominating his state. He was making so much money selling his water filters that he didn't even care to expand beyond the state. It was, it was too much business for him at that point anyways. So clients that will listen to us and that will, you know, they want to start in a local area, that always works best. You know, you can't dominate mm-hmm. the world right away. You start smaller than that. And if you're not willing to start small, you're never going to make it. You, you're just never going to make it. Um, so um, it was really cool. It was really cool to see that one customer succeed. Now, the other guy, he stayed with us. Um, and when he saw the his partner, his ex-partner uh, winning in business, he just got upset and he canceled his account. And, you know, he left in a huff. But the crazy thing is, there was more than enough business for both of them, and they both could – I mean, they were – the other guy, he was really making uh, – I can't give the uh, the website without his permission, but if you were to mm-hmm. Google best water filters, like he's he's right up there. He's dominating like spot one, two, three, and four for his state. He's in Texas. And so um, I don't know why people refuse to listen to experts – um, but mm-hmm. I would recommend that you get an expert like Overflow Cafe and then you listen to us or if you go to another SEO company, listen to them and let them help you succeed. But, yeah, to answer your question, sorry, it doesn't work for everyone. It, it's best for people who, even if you want to dominate the world, start smaller, dominate that, mm-hmm. um, and then move up. Hey, if you can dominate your city, then, yeah, you know you can dominate a lot more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wow. 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 You know, it is amazing what you can do with a little help. <laughs> definitely yeah. amazing what you can do with a little help. And with a lot of help, you can conquer your state <laughs> and the world, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Overflowcafe.com, if you guys want to get uh, some uh if you need an SEO upgrade, basically, uh, go ahead and go to Jeff Hall. He has it all for you there. Um, $29 a month is not a lot for you to invest in uh, world domination. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start with the state. Let's say state domination. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that works. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anyone you want to thank? Uh, well, I'd, I'd, I always like to thank God because uh, I don't believe I would have made it. Um, and I want to thank the people who are in my life and, you know, they're just always good to me no matter what. And uh, I really appreciate those good people. And I like to have, you know, I, I just like to keep a couple really great friends in my life 
who are genuine. And uh, I feel like if I was to lose it all tomorrow, they would still love me and they'd still be my friends. And that is so Mm -hmm. priceless. That's worth more than all the money in the world. And I'd like to thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a great show, by the way. Thank you, you, Jeff. Thank you. We have over 300 episodes of encouragement for people like me, you know, who just need to to know there's other people out there. And, you know, I, I want to say this really quick. It's not always possible to surround yourself with people who are, who, who like you have, like who have done so many wonderful things because you're just not in that neighborhood. You're just not yeah. around. The, it doesn't. But this show brings those people to your computer. It brings it to exactly. your fingertips on your phone. And, and exactly. that, to me, surrounding myself with you, with people, with people who are doing things, that yes. brings that to me, and I love oh, it. Yeah. I love it. You're so right. Unfollow. If I could say this, you you mm-hmm. you follow Dream Chasers Radio Radio on social media. Unfollow a whole bunch of people that are bad for you. You know, if you can't unfollow mm-hmm. them in your real day to day life, unfollow them from social media, and let your Instagram mm-hmm. and your Twitter and your Facebook and all that stuff. Let that be the place where you have all these yeah. good influencers and, and rise up there. Definitely. Definitely. And the one person to follow is Mr. Jeff Hall. He is the founder and CEO of Overflow Cafe, and I'm speaking to him right now. And you know what? Building and helping to build 14 or- orphanages worldwide, I haven't built my first. So you might you might have started something here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's an LP. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Jeff. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, the next time, all right? Okay. All right, bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wow. Mr. Jeff Hall, founder of Overflow Cafe, and helped, he helped to build 14 orphanages, and he's hoping to build three more in Moldova. So, Please, please, if anything, just just follow us here on Dream Chasers Radio. Send out the message. Share our page. Uh, we do have a Facebook page as well. You can share our Facebook page, uh, Dream Chasers Radio. We have a lot of influencers there that have been doing things, and it's just amazing, amazing things, things that I would never even think to do. And and just wow, I mean to me that touches me with the children. Uh, doing something for children has always touched me. That is our next generation. That is always the future generation, and um, we need to be we need to be there for them. And so um, I want to thank Jeff for doing what he does and and continued success. Most definitely, we have our next guest on the line, and we're going to go ahead and welcome Mr. Uh, Paul Golden. Mr. Paul Golden, are you there? I sure am. Hi, how are you? Well, I'm great. You know, the West Coast is uh, well. We got three more hours of sun, I guess, than you. Oh, well, we don't have any sun right now. It's dark outside. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm ready for popcorn and a movie. I'm telling you right now. I'm just I'm I'm yep. <laughs> Yeah, you sound a little pumped. <laughs> little popcorn into movies, and I'm good to go. <laughs> wow. <Okay>. So, <laughs> um, 
let's go ahead and go into tell everybody who you are and what you do. And you have a new book out, so tell everybody about that, please. Well, uh, about what I do, what I am, what I was. Uh, I'm uh, was uh, nephrologist. Uh, that's a person who takes mm-hmm. care of medical diseases of the kidney, dialysis, mm-hmm. for example, such. Uh, for 39 years uh, between San Francisco and Modesto, California, which is in the valley, Central Valley of California. Mm-hmm. And I retired from that four years ago, and I decided to become an advocacy for mental illness uh, for a couple reasons. One, I have suffered from bipolar disease for about 45 years now, and uh I like reading and I like writing. So uh, four years ago, I decided, well, um, I would become an advocate for mental illness, predominantly bipolar disorder, but it's morphed into more than that, uh, other mental illnesses. I started out by writing a memoir and uh, that morphed into another book, an educational book. And uh, here I am doing all sorts of uh, venues, speaking and Oh, gosh, so many offshoots of the books. Uh, it's been just mm-hmm. a second career of pure pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, okay, you start off this piece about helping family members with, P, uh, with BPT, BPT, BPD, bipolar disease, right? But a brief story right. of your experience with BPD. Have you written an in-depth story of your life? Yes. Uh the fun part was writing a memoir, uh, My Life as a Physician with Bipolar Disease, which actually came out in 2016 uh, by Dudley Court Press, and she just they do just memoirs. But my, uh, my uh, coach and publisher, she wanted me to write an educational book first to add a quote, why to the memoir. End quote. Mm-hmm. And so that educational book was published first in 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was a taskmaster. Wow. I think she. I, I think I wrote a thesis, a PhD thesis, <laughs> with that first. <laughs> well, it's always good to have someone like that. Wow, wow. Okay, so be, besides being in the right place at the right time. When when you had your first major depression, you, you did not mention having the support person there or the three years between your next depression, did you? I mean, your parents and et cetera, things like that? Uh, no, actually not. No, this was in 1973. I'm a second-year med student, and I, I guess the only person I had for this most devastating depression was was my uh I call my lifesaver which was my psychiatrist Dr. James McClure who I can mention because he he's deceased and he was on staff there at Washington University uh in St. Louis um in a nutshell uh he helped me when I finally realized this was uh, something in my head going on and he he got me in, after three weeks of me, like, what's going on? He got me in to see him the same day. We fiddled around with meds for a couple of weeks, and I drove to uh, Barnes Hospital, which is the main hospital for that university. Mm-hmm. And uh, I entered there in a rather um, 
dramatic fashion. And we quickly decided that uh, ECT was going to be, that's electroconvulsive therapy, or as um, okay. Ken Kesey said, shock therapy. Yeah, I had saved my life. I mean, my goodness, uh, three treatments, and I was back to Paul. No, I did not feel comfortable telling my roommate, my girlfriend, who therefore became no longer my girlfriend. Uh, my parents, uh, I could tell, but from the, uh, as sh- sh- uh, sons and daughters of uh, immigrants, uh, they didn't have a clue. I do have one quick thing that was absolutely I'll never forget is the dean of the medical school came down to me, Dr. Herwig, on the third day and said, quote, uh, Paul, I just want you to know that this will not affect your career, end quote. Mm. Mm, that's a good thing to hear. That must have made you feel really good. I know that would have made uh, me feel a lot better. What a gentleman doctor. Mm. So, no, it was my psychiatrist. Wow. And how did you inform your family members about the facts of the bipolar disease itself? How, uh, how do I inform family members in general yeah. uh, about facts? Yeah, uh, well, I tell, I tell, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I tell them what it is, uh, what, uh, what depression is, what mania is, uh, what they each feel like. Uh, what the different? I tell them a lot about that using quotes from other people, well-known people. Um, okay, Redfield, Jameson, uh, 60 Minutes anchor. Uh, gosh, I'm from blocking on that. Um, Richard uh, Styron of Sophie's Choice. Uh, their books that they wrote, and uh, I briefly tell them about. Uh, oh, I tell them about the difference between depression and the blues and, uh, you know, mania versus just being uh, enthusiastic. I touch on schizophrenia because there's some confusing crossovers. One uh, term I don't like called schizoaffective disorder. I tell them about the treatments and ECT and, of course, uh, mindfulness, which is an exercise that we could all use, not just people who are, uh, have these diseases. And not much about suicide. I don't want to, you know, get them too much involved in that. I comfort them by telling about the amazing amount of famous people who have had these diseases down through the years and that they have to be strategic in planning their careers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Major depression or bipolar disease is usually diagnosed in one's 20s. Do family members see signs of depression or bipolar disease before their loved ones are diagnosed, like years earlier than that? No. But these symptoms do occur. Uh, They actually don't even see them when they are actually occurring uh, for real, Uh, when the diagnosis is becoming secure, uh, it's it's a, it's an invisible. These are pretty much invisible diseases. Um, in my own case, yeah. retrospectively, I, I I had an almost disability disability to need to know in grade school what I call the why behind things I learned in school, 
and a form of obsessive compulsive disorder and checking and rechecking that the Bunsen burner was off and uh, and likewise in schizophrenia there is a definite prodrome uh, from grade school on that only the individual may notice but will probably not tell uh, his parents and I might add that a little known fact is that 50% of people with schizophrenia never realize that they're sick even when they're full-born schizophrenics Uh, and these are the ones that have a poor prognosis because they will never take medications so uh, that's that's a whole other topic yeah wow wow and uh, you know you you say these things in like checking the the stove multiple times and checking the door multiple times and not being sure you check something multiple times you kind of you bring up a lot of different people in my mind. <laughs> like, oh, could they be? <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, so yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of people with that. Sorry? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I've done it. So I'm just kind of questioning myself here. <laughs> so, no, that's, uh, that's epidemic in our, in our developed world. But, uh, you know, oh, yeah. don't let your readers think that they're going to end up going my route just because they got some of that. Although although obsessive, you know, there are 10 personality disorders, and one of them is obsessive compulsive disorder, and that can be right. a crippling, life-changing uh, disorder of its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be. Definitely can be. Yes, yes, I agree with you. And And how have families found you as a resource? Hello? I post articles. Yeah, I'm here. I, I, okay. I post articles on. Uh, I have a business Facebook account and a personal mm-hmm. one. Well, they're quickly morphing into one account. I initially shared uh, links I have written from my website, which is now over 60 articles that I've written, to mm-hmm. the, what I call the business Facebook. And uh, as I said, I've shared some of them to the personal website. But it's now gotten to the point that people on my on both of my Facebook sites are really the same almost and almost always post things about mental illness, mm-hmm. uh, which is very gratifying because you need know, to hear these people's stories or their families' stories or um, actually very very stories that cause great agony to whoever's reading them. I. I uh, share two uh, articles to an online magazine called ezine.com and mm-hmm. I do speaking gigs to uh, various NAMIs that's the National Alliance for Mental Illness it's in every county another organization called the American Foundation for Suicide Protection Prevention I love getting okay. into high schools and catching these people young seminars uh, they catch me through emails uh, text messages, and eventually sometimes some so-disposed phone numbers. Okay. I have a new mechanism on my website now that they can actually make appointments to talk to me. That is awesome. That is wonderful. Wow. Okay. It's a coaching coaching thing. You know, I'm not 
I'm not a psychiatrist, so it's just the coaching, generalized stuff. Okay. And who in the family usually reaches out to you? I mean, is it like uh, the parents, or is it the uh, of, a, of a, a younger, you know, child? Or I mean, who does that? Uh, you know, that that's fascinating. It's very interesting. Almost invariably, it's it's the mother of a grown son with. Serious kind of bipolar one or often untreated schizophrenia in their twenties. The parent makes sense, is you know, the way I see it. The mother is generally the nurturer in most families. It's mm-hmm. going to be the one that sticks it out when a child has any chronic disease. The age right. is appropriate because all three of these major mental illnesses usually present in, in the late teens or early twenties which is a very pivotal time in, in one's life. And so they are calling me when their sons are you know, 25, 26 years old. I, I haven't figured out why they're just calling me, why mothers are just calling me about sons. I, I, I haven't figured that one out. Mm. Mm. Wow. And that's interesting. That is definitely something to, to think about. Wow. So could you give a typical scenario of a family situation with regard to a son or a daughter? Well, uh, uh, okay. Well, they want to know more about the diseases or how to deal or how to get them to keep on treatment or worse about how to, uh, this is very difficult to deal with, but, and it doesn't happen often, but they get to the point with, with either a seriously ill or what we call seriously mentally ill bipolar person who they're about ready to do, to have done all that they can do and have to, have, to, have to push them out of the house. They become a danger in the house. Uh, this is more the case with the, what we call the seriously mentally ill untreated schizophrenia. Uh, one friend whose son started shooting a gun off in the house, and mm-hmm. I'll talk about mm-hmm. later how there's no recourse in most counties and states of this country for uh, getting these seriously mentally ill, both types, schizophrenia and bipolar. There's no recourse for getting these people help on a chronic basis, none. So the recourse is to send them out of the house to the streets or to jail or to psych facilities and they cycle in between. And incarcerations have become the the new uh, uh, de novo psych facilities. On both my websites, oh, I I could give you figures. I've written articles about figures, but I'm not going to do that here. so many of these stories of, of mothers uh, are so anguishing, and there's so many of them, on uh, particularly on Facebook that they're sharing. And there's a, there's a lot of group sites that share. Uh, some of these mm-hmm. I I don't. There's so many of them where they're just personally sharing their stories that I, I don't get into them much. But there's a major website called the National Alliance for Mental Illness by a guy named DJ Jaffe. Uh, who's the king of dealing with the seriously mentally ill? And when you put stuff or read stuff on there, you, you really hear the the agony. Um, 
but, but that's that's what the, these people reach out and want to uh, talk about. Mhm. Mhm. And what do you typically say to them? Do you give them advice about medications? I mean, I just I no. What would you say? You know. No, no, I don't give any advice about medications. That's sort of a written rule. If you're giving any kind of talks, unwritten rule. Written rule? Uh, they don't want you giving medication advice. Right. But what do you say to them? I mean, they're calling you. Uh, I mean, what do you say? I mean, oh, yes, your son has this, your daughter has this, or do you schedule an appointment with them? No, I don't solicit uh, people to sign up for my coaching. They have to reach out to me on their own for that. Uh, they they uh, want to know about the diseases in general, how to deal with their children. Um, and they don't have to necessarily be the you know these kids in crisis. They want to know how mm-hmm. to get them to keep on treatment. Um, mm-hmm. They want uh, general information and appoint them to, like NAMI, for example, National Alliance for Mental Illness. They want some education about it. Uh, it's amazing how many of these folks have been dealing with these children for years, and they have they have actually they they don't have no basic understanding of. Uh, a major depression or bipolar disease. Hmm. And Matthew, do these families have other family members with mental illness? Is this something that kind of runs in the family, or have you ever seen it where it was just like, oh my, oh my goodness, it's the first person in this family to ever have this? Oh, absolutely. It's it's. Tremendously hereditary. Um, the the statistics on that are v- very well known. Um, let me run a couple by you. Uh, if one parent has bipolar disease, the chances of an offspring having it is ten to fifteen percent. If both parents have bipolar disease, and this is not as uncommon as you might think, the chances of their progeny jumps to 30%. Uh, A very interesting study was done studying uh, identical twins. Uh And they found that uh, 50 to 75% of the twins both had bipolar disease. Wow. Um, An even more interesting study was done. It's an incredible study, actually. The Danish registry in Denmark looked back at adoptions between 1870 and 1920. They studied identical twins that had been separated at birth by adoptive families and they found the same statistic that among 
separate families, these same identical twins still develop bipolar disease 50 to 70% of the time. So as they, that term is nurture versus nature, definitely nature. <laughs> now, wow. this, 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 these diseases are not like some, you know, Huntington's Korea or other diseases that have like a 50% chance in that case of, of the offspring having it or certain other diseases, kidney diseases in my case, or, uh, polycystic kidney disease where the chance is uh, – 25%. This is not so written in stone. So some of the figures I just like one parent uh, having, you know, child with 15%. Some of these skip generations. So mm-hmm. it's not as clear. But I will say that NIH has studied this using 80 different studies. Uh, and they have found that the overlap using genetic studies that the, the, the three major mental illnesses that I've been talking about, uh, that there's a five-gene overlap between these illnesses so that the inheritance of all three, uh, all three can be inherited in the same lineage of the family. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're interviewing somebody uh, for the first time, you want to make sure to go up the maternal side <clears throat> or the paternal side of the family and you'll often find, uh, oh, my grandfather committed suicide, and that's all they know. Or, oh, my great-grandfather on my mother's side was, he was in an institution, um, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It's almost like clockwork. Mm-hmm. And wow. same for, well, same for schizophrenia. They're very highly genetic. and, and uh, Now, it's not to the point where, and I'll make it clear to your audience, it's not to the point where families should do family planning based on these statistics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't want to freak anybody out. Wow. Exactly. I mean, you know, wow. Um, and, and what are the main takeaway points that sh- families should have after speaking with you? Uh, I'm going to try to remember the ones that um, the NIH, actually the NIMH, the National Institute for Mental Illness, has put out there. Uh, Learn about, uh, this is with the family members, and and it's not necessarily just family members. It may be a best friend. And I also add that it should be just one person. If you start spreading, if the individual with the disorder, sorry, with the disease, the one afflicted, starts talking about this with two or three or four people, it gets so diluted and it becomes a, a, a diminishing returns, and then it becomes talking about it becomes an end and an end in of itself. So it really should be one person, uh, a family member, a mother, a sibling, or a best friend. So anyways, what these folks should be doing is learning about bipolar disorder, encouraging getting help, patients. For example, any of the medications that are started on these folks generally take about six weeks to keep to kick in. And take major depression disorder. That's very hard because those six weeks of not of the medicine not kicking in 
I can't tell you how horrible it is. Uh, it's a it's an anguish that's yeah. almost painful. Uh, I'd rather be shot, have been. I'd rather be operated, have been, <laughs> have oh, than have a depression. Uh, communicate openly, uh, constantly remind them that these are brain diseases and they're not their fault. Research and find uh, psychiatrists, sometimes using recommendations of friends. Uh, the support person should know their medications, uh, their side effects, and keep track of which ones the individual has already been on. Because you can tell this, the new psychiatrist more than the patient can. Be prepared for destructive behavior towards you and others and have a plan. That's a hard one. Have a crisis plan. Know the hospitals that are nearby and the hotlines. And there is also a place for elective admission. And that's underutilized, and it should be utilized more. Elective admission, you can start and try new medications over shorter periods of time, blah, 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 blah. Attend NAMI meetings. There's one in every county. And there's what they call peer-to-peer groups, where the family members just talk to other family members. And also it's important for the caregivers, the support groups, to take care of themselves. Wow. 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 I mean, this, to me, to me, this is amazing because, you know, so many people suffer from this and they, they let this kind of stop them uh, from doing what, you know, they want to do in life. And, and like your professor said, this is not going to have an effect on your career and what you, what you choose. You know, you seem to have a huge number of people who respond to you on Facebook posts. Did that surprise you? Yes and no. Um, I think that the closet that was closed for people with mental illness is opening. And I think part of it has to do with social media. People are more comfortable coming out on social media with their stories. Uh, I also think that major famous people, actors and such, uh, what was her name from Star Wars and um, uh, that young woman who uh, for years and years was a navigate oh, even uh, Van, Van Damme what's his name something Van Damme Ted Turner mm-hmm. uh, Tan Turber was bipolar and and, and his wife uh, what's her name <laughs> she, she had she she said uh, she had to literally force lithium down his mouth so he wouldn't do stupid things like selling CNN when he did. (laughs) Uh, And then there's TV ads now. I don't like TV ads, but there are so many now directed to uh, schizophrenia, mania, and depression. They know there's a captive audience out there. But uh, so, and then particularly the, 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 you know, I pushed it, pushed what I did is I looked back on Facebook posts and the responses I got for some posts that reflected regarding these, these support for help. And one of them was the suicide one. And, okay. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how many comments there were in addition to likes on Facebook until I went back to look to research, to put this in this, this new book, how to help people with, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't want you seen about 20 comments. And then I went back to them and said, oh, see 25 more. And I said, oh, see 100 more. And there was 385 comments. I'm like, holy sh... 
hooey, uh, wow. hooey, whatever. And uh, yes, it surprised me. But 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 then again, I'm saying, you know, these people are feeling more comfortable to come out of that closet. The closet's already open. And, and I might add that, that there's an organization called the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, the AFSP. And every county in the country uh, in September of every year has a walk called the Out of Darkness, Out of the Darkness Walk. And it's to, to uh, make the public aware of suicide prevention. And in our little Stanislaus County in California, they started this program in 2009. Two mothers of suicide victims started this program, what, eight years ago. And last September, there were over 900 participants. And these are uh, families of suicide victims and suicide survivors. Like, I might add, like, I might add, me. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm I'm so glad you're still here. Me too. Um, <laughs> me too. I want actually on that subject. I want to. Uh, were you going to go to another question right now, or can I diverge? A no, no. Bit? Go ahead. You can diverge. Go ahead. <laughs> There's a study that's been <laughs> showing that most most people who've committed suicide and failed are very glad that they failed. On the other hand, the highest risk group for attempting another suicide is those who have tried once before. Mm-hmm. Now, that may sound contradictory, but if you think about it, but there's a book out there by a fellow called Kevin uh, Hines, uh, Cracked But Not Broken, and I think it was in 2001. Now, this is a fellow who was bipolar, but during his manic phase, he heard voices, and his voices told him to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. And he Ooh. did. And within seconds of, jump, of leaving the rail, he said, oh, my God, what did I just do? And then he hit the water at 90 miles an hour, and he survived. He's one of, I think, 23 survivors. And then he went on to become and is still a highly uh, sought-after mental health advocate now, 17 years later. He wrote this book, uh, Cracks Not Broken, about his experience. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And there's other books like his, but his his seems to have gotten the most, most play. Wow. Uh, sometimes I forget why I diverge. I don't think it's because I'm almost seventy, but I, 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 <laughs> I don't think so. But My wife always says, is, "No, Paul, you, you got all your marbles. You're okay. You're good. You're good. That was great. That, you know, it it just it shows others that you know the the permanent solution for a temporary issue isn't a solution at all." Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have a website, yeah. and what are the new books have you written? I mean, cause I, I mean, I'm sure that what you have helps thousands, maybe even millions. I hope so. 
I hope so. I hope I have another 60, let's see, 64 years to keep on my second career here, but, you know, I'm realistic. Uh, my 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 books. Uh, the first one, uh, the educational book, is an insider's view of bipolar disease. Uh, it came out in fifteen, and the memoir, uh, my life as a physician with bipolar disorder. Sorry, I goofed and put disorder in there at the suggestion of my marketing person. <laughs> More people will respond to disorder than I was. Darn. And then this little book is going to be, those are published in the traditional way, and I am on Amazon. This little book I'm talking about now called uh, How to Help Family Members with Loved Ones with Bipolar Disorder, that's going to be available on my website as a direct to sell. And my website, drum roll, please. <laughs> Thank you. Love, Rachel Maddow. Whoops, shouldn't have said that. www.md. Don't get political, Paul. www.mdgolden.com. And email is paul at mdgolden.com. Um, my Facebook pages are just plainly Paul Golden and mm-hmm. Paul Golden, MD. Awesome. Awesome. And I want to thank you for doing this. You know, this this is really technical. It's it's really explicit, and it's it's so it it pinpoints. It's like a direct pinpoint of exactly what. Most people, you know, like you said, aren't don't even know what's wrong with them. They haven't even been officially diagnosed yet. Um, and so reading these books may help some parents, may help some people kind of understand what's going on that they didn't really understand before. Um, wow. Is there anything that we left out that you'd like to mention today? Well, like you just said, if, if I'm a third-year medical student and I didn't know what was going on to me, with me, then wow. what does that say towards the general public? Yeah. No, all I want to say is uh, really grateful for the opportunity to uh, spread the word, as I say. I mean, the ultimate thing here is to get rid of the stigma, to get people out there to yeah. open the closet for us. And, um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. This has been, I mean, uh, such an honor to have you on the show, Mr. Golden. I appreciate what you've done, um, especially since, you know, again, like you said, you didn't even know what was going on with you and him when you found out. My goodness, you have invested so much into your career, and I do hope you get those 68 years to do the second half of your of your career, <laughs> your new career. I do. I mean, nothing, nothing but the best for you. Um, and, wow, if anyone wants to know, about where they can get your books, about where they can contact you, definitely please go to mdgolden.com. And, wow, thank you so much again for being on the show and for just doing what you do. You have brought to light, I mean, so many wonderful just things that, again, pinpoint what exactly may be going on in certain people's lives. Thank you. It's very gratifying, and thank you for having me on. 
No problem. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a show. What a show. You know, you know, medical doctors, they have such a uphill battle to learn so many different things. And so Mr. Golden has learned about his own uh, things that he didn't even know what was going on with him. That was getting past his plateau. His plateau was trying to figure out what the heck was going on. And then now he's brought to life some of the things that may be an issue with you. If you're listening today on Dream Chasers Radio and you think that that may be you that he's talking about, go ahead and contact him. Get with him. Because that is not going to affect your future. It's not going to affect your choice. And that is such good news. That is such good news. We've had a wonderful show today. Getting past the plateau has been awesome, awesome, and let me think, awesome. <laughs> All right, so first we had award-winning recording artist BK Pay Style. He debuted his song, No Pain, right here on Dream Chasers Radio. Please go ahead and click on that iTunes Apple link and go purchase the song, go listen to it. I mean, wow, what a wow, what a wonderful song it is. And he has his um, New York uh, debut coming up, so congratulations on that. And most definitely all the success that he can find in the world, we are behind him 100%. Jeff Hall is the founder and CEO of Overflow Cafe. You need an SEO upgrade? Go ahead and go to overflowcafe.com and, uh, and get that get that SEO upgrade you need. And, and then... If you want to be the uh, the dominator of your city, your state, or the world, it is a possibility. Not saying it's a definite possibility, but it is a possibility. <laughs> and Dr. Paul Golden was on to bring some insight on uh, the bipolar disease and maybe, you know, a lot of other different things. Please go ahead and go to his website. That's mdgolden.com. If that is you or someone you know or if, you know, you just want to know more about it, um, please go ahead and go to the website, get in contact with any one of our guests. Um, they're always available to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio, and please join us on our Facebook page, Dream Chasers Radio. Like our page. Rate us. Let us know if you like it. If you don't like it, what we can do different. How can we get better if we don't know we're, we're not doing good here? Um, and, again, we don't have a day that we specifically air there are over 300 episodes. If you want to catch up, please do. Uh, from the beginning, from when I first started till now, they're all up there. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm growing just like you. I'm going after my dreams just like you. And it's a wonderful thing. Do I hit a plateau? Yes, I do. I hit plateaus all the time. Sometimes I think I'm just kind of putting myself in reverse sometimes. But when you hit a plateau, just remember that the, the, there was a mountain that needed to be climbed, and now you're just going down to go back up another one. And so here we go. We're getting ready to climb back up. And I, I'm just I'm excited about what the future may bring. We just don't know what what's coming. But isn't there an excitement in that? Isn't there, like, a mystery to that? And a lot of times we feel like we're spinning our wheels but in all actuality, we're just at a stoplight or a stop sign. And you can see the possibilities once you get past that 
And sometimes those possibilities are awesome. All you got to do is wait for the light to change. I want to thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. This has been another edition of Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. And we have another show that's coming on Tuesday. And uh, I, I believe it's already up on our site, but we have a Tuesday show. And that Tuesday show is going to start at 2.30 in the afternoon. So please don't forget to tune in. And if you can't tune in, it'll be in the archives for you to grab later. Again, thank you so much. And I always say this, and I mean it too. Definitely mean it. You should always be what and do what? Dare to be different, baby. All right, guys. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. (laughs) Mm Ooh.